It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will the Dallas Cowboys be all in for the 2024 season? And what would that even look like? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show... We're going to talk about what an all-in season would look like for the Dallas Cowboys in 2024 and how they would operate in the offseason. First, before we do any of that, though, Landon, Hmm. how likely do you think it is that this is an all-in season for the Cowboys? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think we talked about it last, uh, it was yesterday's show. I I don't think it's terribly likely because, because this team has never really shown a willingness to actually do that. They would much rather prefer to be They'd much rather have multiple bites at the apple than trying to take one big one, right? So uh, the the chances that they kind of push all their chips in and and do some of the big ticket stuff that we may be suggesting here in a little bit, uh, it's not likely, especially uh, in light of kind of some of the other things that are going on with this team right now. It just feels like they aren't going to... um, it's, it's weird. It's kind of like a weird conflict. They don't feel uh, uh, willing to do the kind of push in for the chips, even though they are putting an ultimatum on seemingly both their head coach and, and maybe some other folks on this roster and in this coaching staff. So uh, it, I don't think it's very likely that they do something like that. But then again, like, you know, we won't really be able to recognize it unless we kind of have these exercises to look at you know, what would, what, what it would even look like for the Cowboys and what some of the moves that they would be doing uh, that would kind of be uh, an indicator that they may be moving in this direction. So let's start with Dak because that's the first domino that kind of has to fall before we get to any of the other moves. If the Cowboys want to be all in the, what they have to do is sign Dak to an extension and probably do something like what Philadelphia did with Jalen Hurts, where you just push all the money, like three to four years down the road, that way, not only is this cap hit low for the 2024 season, but it's also low for 2025. So that way you can backload a couple of other contracts, including some guys you might sign in mm-hmm. free agency. I think that's the way you do it, where it's like a $3 million cap hit. And then 2028, it's $79 million. Like, yeah. it's probably what you would have to do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you know, there's a reason that this is the biggest, the first domino is because frankly, this is kind of providing all the rest of the cash that you're going to need for everything else that you're about to do. 
Uh, and yeah, if you're trying to go all in for this season, you need to push all the those big hits to another year, right? And whether and through void years or through just the, the structure of the payments, you need to make sure that you get the all that quarterback money someplace else because you're going to have a lot of money that you're going to need to spend at other positions in order to kind of really load up. Right. So, I mean, they could free up. $40 million just based on moving Dak's money around. Now it's how aggressive will the Cowboys be in pushing money down that I think is a little bit up for debate, but that's priority number one, two, and three, get a long-term deal done with Dak. And then from there, I think you look at players like CD lamb, who's going to be playing yeah. as of right now in the fifth year option, keep his cap number low, sign him to a contract extension, free up 10 more million dollars that way. I think I think you do a lot of those type of moves to try to give you as much flexibility this year next year as possible. Yeah, I mean you, you kind of need to you know, reduce the guys that you know that you want to keep that are on either on contract deals that are high price tags for that season or that you are needing to extend but you don't want to necessarily have to pay a bunch of money up front. You need to kind of be very careful how those deals get structured. And really, I mean, as you mentioned, the Dak Prescott one is the most important one, but it's also the hardest one, right? Because Dak has all the leverage there again. Yeah. And on top of that, you're going to need some uh, uh, willingness on his part to uh, be flexible in the contract structure in order to kind of get the mechanisms you need in order to yeah. move the money around. So it's going to need to be a, an effort where you know, Dax, it's it's not even just about like the number and the negotiation of the number. There's going to be a negotiation. And I think this is a big part of the last Dak contract negotiation as well is the structure is very, very important uh, for both sides and for different reasons. And so they're going to have to kind of sort that out and figure out and find common ground that will allow the Cowboys the flexibility they need to kind of push money around in order to get the free agency. They need. And and then I think you look at like restructuring some deals. You can restructure Zach Martin and save 12 and a half million. You could restructure Demarcus Lawrence, save over 4 million. You could look at Trayvon Diggs's deal and save $8 million there. All of those things that you would probably have to do because you're going to want to retain as many of your own free agents as possible. So that means Signing Tyler Biotish to a contract extension. So now center's not an early need. Signing Stephon Gilmore. So you have another corner that you feel good about. Bringing back Jordan Lewis. So you have another slot corner. And maybe even bringing back somebody like Dorrance Armstrong, who you and I have talked about a yeah. lot of this podcast. Not a starter, but kind of a glue guy that can be your third edge rusher that can do a little bit of everything at a high level. Yeah, I agree. And I think another guy that you may want to consider, I don't know if you can, but uh, another guy that may be considered like kind of moving some money around or putting more void years or adding years to him is Demarcus Lawrence, right? Who had a yeah. really great season. I think he's going to cost you, I, I think it was just like $10 million on the cap or something like that. So if you can find a way to maybe uh, extend him and kind of move some of that money around and maybe turn it into bonuses or something that, yep. that would be beneficial. Cause I do think he's another guy that if we're loading up for another year, you're going to want Demarcus Lawrence back, especially after the way he played last season. And the other name that I would mention is Michael Gallup. Um, it doesn't do you a lot of good to cut, just cut him before June 1st. It only saves you 800,000 against the cap, but you could designate him as a post June one cut, say nine and a half million, and frankly, it might just be better to do that anyways, regardless if you're going to go all in or if you're going to tear this thing down. I just I can't see the Cowboys being interested in keeping him 
at anywhere near the number what 13.8 million is what he's scheduled to make uh right now yeah i mean i i I just don't imagine that honestly i think if if you had asked us like halfway through the season they we probably would have said that he probably should just be gone but i kind of feel like as the season went on he started to play better football not 13 million dollar a season good football but but still like good enough that he's liked in the locker room he does a lot of the things that you want uh i think if you could find a reasonable contract yeah absolutely you bring it back and then that also kind of helps Jalen Tolbert in his kind of development as sure. you know, having a safety net behind him in case things don't go quite as quickly as you want. With them. I will also say, I think one of the reasons why it might be smart to move on from Michael Gallup outside of the cap savings is because it opens up a roster spot for maybe, maybe a big ticket uh, player in free agency. Uh, let's talk about some guys that the Cowboys could potentially look at in free agency if they are going all in next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs were were getting pretty deep into playoffs with the championship games this weekend. But there's still time to get in on the action on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That is $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, such as Live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Or you can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. And there's so many other ways to bet as well. You can go bet on which conference you think is going to win the Super Bowl right now. Kind of leaning AFC, but San Francisco is still a pretty, pretty good team. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Hi, I'm Marcus Mosier. And I'm Kate Maju. And we are the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are ecstatic to announce that we've been named a finalist for the best fantasy betting and gaming podcast at this year's Sports Podcast Award. But we need your help. Head on over to Linktree forward slash Locked On Dynasty to vote. And check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Landon, in the past, we've seen the Cowboys be pretty conservative when it comes to free agency. But if you're going to be in an all-in season where the goal is to win a championship and then 
Who cares about the rest? I think your your philosophy changes here. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if if you're really truly going all in, uh, you're getting what you need from the supermarket. You're not you're not you know restraining yourself. So you don't care about prices. You you need to get what you need to get. That's right. And so I, I tend to think that you know there are a couple spots where the Cowboys are going to have holes in their in their roster because of free agency. And I think normally we would look to talk about re-signing these guys, right? And and so maybe the uh, the difference here would be as opposed to re-signing a Tony Pollard, you talk about signing a Derrick Henry or a Josh Jacobs or a, you know, like a, a guy that you feel like may be a step up, right, from Pollard. So it's, it's it, 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 that's just an example. I think there's several of these, right, that you could go down the line and say, well, yes, there's opportunity. We have like something like 12 or 15, you know, free agents. I think the Cowboys in a normal season would try to re-sign 10 of those, right? But maybe what happens in this kind of all-in year is that you re-sign five of them and you try to find five upgrades in free agents, right? With with high-end players. So uh, I, I think for me, it, it, the, the running back position, even though it was just an example, I think it's the the easiest pickings right like the mm-hmm. the running back free agent market going into this next season is going to be very good as for it's going to be a buyer's market for sure um so i think there's an opportunity to go out and get maybe someone like the guys i mentioned or a saquon barkley or uh and I, i'm trying to remember who else is on the list but josh Jacobs, running- saquon barkley tony pollard austin eckler zach moss antonio gibson i mean there's a lot of quality and, and, and any kind of combination of those guys sure. too it's like you definitely don't have to be beholden to just thinking that you need to get a one guy to be your running back and maybe you still like rico enough that you want to continually mix him in as like your 50 50 guy with one of these free agents maybe that's the case so uh, there are lots of options, uh, but I think the main difference between an all-in season versus what we have seen previously is, as opposed to just working on trying to re-sign your own guys, they're working on on looking at the landscape overall and maybe taking a little bit more risk on a guy that they feel like could be a, a level or two higher than the free agent that they're replacing. And I'm going to look at a different position. I'm looking at wide receiver. If you are yeah. all-in – you're looking for somebody else that can come in and help make this offense more dynamic. The Cowboys were very fortunate last year that CeeDee Lamb did not miss the game. But there's going to be a time where he's just not available for a couple of weeks at a time, and you've got to have the receivers to get through that stretch. Brandon Cooks, love to have him back, but I mean, he's getting, well, this is going to be year 10 for mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks coming up. I don't think he should even be you know, full-time number two receiver moving forward. Jalen Tolbert, we like, but he's more of a depth piece. If you wanted to go out and get, I'm going to give you a couple names. Yeah. Calvin Ridley, he's 30, a little bit older, but I do think he profiles as like a really good number two on the right offense. What? I don't know why you're laughing. There's no, there's no, oh, you know exactly Ridley. why I'm laughing, Marcus, because I very much remember your Calvin Ridley thoughts from uh, the draft back then. By the way, I, I, I don't, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to sign him because if they sign uh, Calvin Ridley to a contract extension, they have to give up their second round pick in this year's draft as part of the deal uh, with uh, Atlanta. So don't expect him to be back. But on a one-year $14 million deal for Dallas, I could see it. I would also mention Mike Evans is 31 years old. Yeah. He looked awesome in the playoff. He really did. Could could you give Mike Evans a one-year $18 million deal to come play with CeeDee Lamb? And then it's CeeDee, Evans, and Brandon Cooks as your guys. Like That would be... I mean, older, but pretty fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at this list of of wide receivers, it's definitely a list of okay, I see why they're free agents, but there but there's also like a, you know, a lot of talent there, right? And, and I think all of these guys have well, not all of them, but a good percentage of these guys are are above the age of 29, right? right. And and have some injury history, right? So we're talking Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., Curtis Samuel, you know, Tyler Boyd, Michael mm. Thomas. Th- these guys are very different styled players, but in the sense that they're getting on, they've all missed some time. You, you don't know how reliable they are. And this is the problem with, with kind of this all-in philosophy, right? Is that when you do this, uh, you, you also have a situation where you're incurring a lot more risk, right? That's because true. in order to get these guys off the free agent, there's a reason that they're there in the first place, right? And that's you know, with these guys, it's because they're so good that in order to sign them, you're going to have to sign them for a big deal. But at the same time, it's not such a no brainer that they haven't already been signed. Right. Like well, there's okay. the injury risk or age or whatever it is. Right. What if there was a receiver out there that was young and productive, but you'd have to give them a market setting contract? Would you be open to that? I think it's tough. Right. I think you can do it. Because you're also going to have to be paying CD Lamb a market setting contract. I know. So I think you could do it, uh, but I think it's also going to limit your ability to kind of go all in in some of the other areas. I would imagine. And I think it also also depends on exactly how everything gets lined up in the contract. Because there is a receiver that is going to hit free agency that's 24 years old that's expected to get 25 million dollars a year, and you could give this player a lot of money, and it would instantly make your offense better. But you do wonder, like, how much is that going to eat into C.D. Lamb's deal, Micah Parsons' deal, or your flexibility down the road? T. Higgins would be a lot of fun. Mm. And that is an all-in move that you could make. If you're just trying to get the best roster possible to win, you have him have a really low cap hit, and then you figure it out later. I think that's the type of move that we've seen. Like the Chiefs did this with Sammy Watkins a couple years ago. Uh, The Rams did it with Allen Robinson. Right. You just give these guys a lot of money and you figure it out later. It's just one of those options that you have available if this is your philosophy. Yeah. You know, and again, risk first reward there. Uh, it's he is a an incredible receiver, and I think he would fit what the Cowboys are trying to do, you know, kind of in, in the mix with everything else. Uh, you, you worry a little bit about some of the injury stuff. Mm-hmm. You worry about, you know, uh, uh, how the fit would be, you know, just immediately. But I think, you know, that again, those are risks that you're already willing to look past because of what you're doing, right? What you're doing is going all in. So you're taking all the risk. So I absolutely love it, but you're right. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be extremely tight underneath that cap with a CD contract, a DAC contract. You know, you got to think about Micah Parsons this year. See, I, you know? I almost think the T. Higgins idea makes more sense if you don't touch Dak's contract. Like basically, the, the thinking is we're going to sign these receivers to big deals, yeah, knowing that we're going to have a rookie quarterback in twenty twenty five and beyond. I agree. And see, listen, that's why I don't think it should be an assumption that the Cowboys should try to look for this exercise for the all in exercise. They absolutely have to resign Dak. Like if like, I mean, just because they need the money in order to do the the exercise that we're talking about, but as you know, a general exercise, I don't think it's the worst idea not to re-sign Dak. If you're interested in potentially 
shaking this thing up beyond this this year. So because then you could suddenly uh, afford the two receivers. It's no big deal, right? Yeah. If you're planning on drafting a quarterback in 2025 or rolling with Trey Lance on a somewhat low deal, you could do that. But it's really hard to pay Dak market value, CD market value, Trayvon Diggs market value, Micah Part. I mean, all of these Micah guys, Parsons. right? Yeah. It's just you're probably not going to be able to do it. But if the goal is to be all in this year, why not? Yeah, and again, this is kind of also why it's hard to go all in on this is because yeah. you already have all these deals, a lot of them in place, right? Yeah. So sh- kind of shifting gears and changing the plan midway is it's not ideal. It's certainly you're not going to get the best squeeze out of the juice. All right, so what would the draft look like for the Dallas Cowboys if they use this all-in strategy for the 2024 season? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when you buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total upfront so you know that you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Terms apply. Again, just download the Game Time app. Use code Vegas 100, all one word, for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. On tomorrow's show, we're doing the flip side of this podcast. We're going to talk about what it means to rebuild and tear this team down, kind of to the studs. What would that look like? What would the Cowboys do with Dak? How would the draft look? So be sure to tune in for that. Landon, let's talk about the draft for this version of the team. How would things change if this Cowboys team is all in? I think I think you would probably look to be a little bit more aggressive uh, in the draft, especially in the first round. I would think you may be looking, I mean, to package some, some other uh, picks or some future picks to try to move up a little bit. Uh, I would assume that if they were to do something like that, it would be for some sort of playmaker that could, you know, that would be able to obviously uh, uh, immediately help the team. I'm thinking of like, you know, a uh, Brian Thomas Jr. You could probably get up and get a, I I don't think you could go get like someone like 
Brock Bowers or no. someone like that or Rome Adunes. I mean, those guys but are all maybe you maybe you trade up and you get a Jared Verse, the edge rusher yeah. from Florida State, who is pretty pro ready. You go up and try to move make a move like that. Yeah, and I think what you do is, you know, I don't know that it would be a tackle. To, I mean, look, I won't we've only kind of barely scratched the surface on our on our draft stuff, but uh I, I think that it would be tough to, to to take a tackle because the depth is is very, very good. So the good tackle class trade yeah. up to go get a tackle seems not necessary. Uh, but if you want a playmaker at wide receiver or, or uh, you know, uh, let look at Brock Bowers as a tight end, I think the, the, those are guys that you could potentially be looking to trade up to go get just to kind of take that offense to the next level, right? Um, you know, I, also I, think, I, I, I was going to say, I also think really quickly, I, I saw today mm-hmm. the Cowboys are expected to get a fifth in a six-round comp pick. You probably just start to flip those for veterans on one-year deals, right? Like, yeah. day three, wow. like, we're going to use those picks to go out and get more veterans, We'll use undrafted free agency to kind of fill in the back nine spots of our roster. But if we can yeah. get one or two rotational guys on defense with these picks, and we're going to rent them for a year, that's what we're going to do. If we, you know, yeah, exactly. We, we look for the other teams that are doing the the exercise that we are doing tomorrow, and the guys that are looking to salary dump some of their veterans, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you look to trade low round picks for those guys. Yeah, absolutely that. Uh, and then again, like I said, like I think if, in another year where there might be, be a better running back class, I think you may consider drafting a running back sure. in, in the second or first round, right? Like because you're drafting at the bottom of, of the, each round, uh, that is a good way to kind of, you know, especially in an all in year, like this is the kind of thing you were doing. Like that drafting a running back is not a uh, long term proposition, right? Yeah. As we as we've all been been talking about, I, I think it's okay to draft a running back. If the idea is we're going all in here. Uh, if you think that it's going to take you, uh, 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 take you over the top. And if you think he's going to be elite right away, because the money makes sense at that point, mm-hmm. right? If he's elite, it doesn't look like this draft has any of that. So that's not going to be as much of an option. So I would imagine that your best bet in an all in situation, if you're truly going for it, is trying to get up a little bit, see if you can get a, a difference maker on offense or defense. Uh, if not, then it's probably okay to stay where you are. See if you can pick either a starter or a high-end backup on the offensive or defensive lines. Uh, that likely will be a, a positive, you know, this year uh, influence yeah. as well. What you probably wouldn't see them do is take guys that traditionally need a little bit of time to develop, right? Like no. defensive tackle. Like they probably would be more likely to try to sign a big name guy in free agency, whether that's Chris Jones, probably not happening, but like Justin Matabuke. Maybe yeah. you try to go out and get Leonard Williams, who Seattle might not retain, and then use your picks to try to go get – it's not a great linebacker class, but you guys know the point. Like, Go out and get yeah. a linebacker that you feel like can come in right away and help you out rather Trot, than – someone like Yeah, that. Ex- exactly. Second Maybe yeah. second round you take a Trotter or a Peyton yeah. Wilson. Hmm. Um, I think that's the general philosophy. It's crazy, though, because I think in both scenarios, I don't think the draft changes too much. You're still yeah. trying to find the best players. It's how you attack contracts and free agency that's the biggest difference. Yeah, I mean, I think it would make more of a difference if if the situation was a little different, right? Like if the draft class was a little different and if your position in the draft was a little different, I think you would you you could be more flexible to make more moves, but you're kind of sure. you're kind of like handcuffed a little bit just by the fact that right. you know, some of those positions that you would want to go all in on 
uh, at that pick at 24. They're not really going to be available. And the ones that you, everything else that you would want to go, go all in on might be a little bit above where you're able to pick. So right. that's going to be the, that would be the interesting thing is if the Cowboys decided to go to this mentality, how able would they be to actually go up and get what they needed uh, in a situation like that? I, I, that's, that would be, you know, remain to be seen. We should also mention, we didn't mention Tyron Smith. Um, I would assume an all-in season means bringing back Tyron yep. Smith and probably trying to pay him in 2025 based on how many games he plays in 2024, which is kind of similar what the Cowboys did this year. I mean, which would probably mean you don't have to go out and get an offensive tackle. You don't have to trade up for them, so you spend more assets and resources building up the defense. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think he's his going rate, if I'm not mistaken, is something like a million dollars a game. Like just pay Sign him a million dollars for every game he plays. I'm good with that for sure. So, yeah. yeah. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out our channel on YouTube, Locked On Cowboys over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, make sure you tune in to tomorrow's show when we talk about how the Cowboys can rebuild this thing into a contender. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.